This episode is brought to you by ABC. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. Andy finally becomes captain, and she's going to give it her all to be the best leader the station has ever seen. Will she succeed? Get ready for fiery new romances and high adrenaline rescues. Watch the Station 19 season premiere tonight at a new time, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So you want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall rock climbing Libra, and loves rom-coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble. Hello everyone, welcome back to another episode of Here for the Crack with me, Emma Neal. I hope you're all keeping well. I hope you had a lovely New Year's Eve. Can't believe it is 2023 when you are listening to this. Tell you what, I am completely written off from all of the festivities. That is me done. I'm actually considering doing dry January and I've never done dry January, but I feel like my body actually needs it. It's the 30th of December today when I'm recording this, Friday the 30th, and since Boxing Day, since I went out on Boxing Night, I've been sleeping. I slept the whole of the next day, and then I slept for like 13 hours, and then I slept for 12 hours last night. Like, my body is completely fucked. (laughs) I feel like it's just the one time of year, though, you have to accept that that's going to happen, and then it's kind of like a given that everyone just doesn't do anything from the 27th till the 31st and I love that about this period there is no pressure to leave the house there's no pressure to get out of your pajamas I have been getting a shower each day but then I just put my pajamas straight back on I'll maybe move from my bed to the sofa or maybe I'll move to another bed (laughs) because the other room has a tv in it I'll move to that room and then I'll move to get some food and that's just like the height of my days at the minute and it's fucking incredible There's not been one smidgen of exercise being even thought about, let alone actually done. I did, well, I did actually just think about it there now before I sat down to record this. I was like, maybe I should book into a yoga class this evening. And then I was like, no. (laughs) But I think I'm going to do one tomorrow morning. I definitely need to do something. I feel like a slob at the minute. I'm literally waking up at like 12 o'clock. But it's mad, like I'm going to sleep at 12 o'clock and then I'm waking up at 12 o'clock and I'm just like, oh my god. And then by the time you like get up, get a shower, get some food into you, it's getting dark already. (laughs) So something needs to change. I'm going to book into a class tomorrow morning to get me up and out early enough. I feel like though it's kind of probably my body like fighting all the illnesses going around at the minute. I swear to god everyone is getting sick. My brother has been on death's door for the last week, like... Every morning I wake up to him being sick. It is the most, oh my God. Sorry, just imagine waking up to someone really dramatically whitening in the toilet beside you. Yeah, it's really not the one, not the alarm clock I signed up for. Luckily, I haven't got sick yet. I am kind of waiting on it, catching up with me or someone giving something to me, but I'm kind of relying on the fact that I had the flu before Christmas and maybe, hopefully that'll see me through now. You know, I I don't think something else needs to be thrown my way anyway I hope you all had a really nice Christmas day I know the last episode came out on Boxing Day but when I recorded that I hadn't experienced Christmas Day yet but it was so lovely 
it's really nice like as well now I feel like the older kids are a bit older being able to buy presents for each other buy presents for your parents even like buying presents for your grandparents it's just like the whole dynamic has changed like I don't know I used to feel a bit guilty on Christmas day just like getting presents from everyone but like not actually giving anything back (laughs) but you couldn't because you were a kid you know what I mean obviously you don't have any money so it's just really nice that that's changed now and being able to do that I also played a big role in Christmas dinner this year I feel like Christmas day is just mum and eldest daughter versus the rest of the family it's just (laughs) it's just us two trying to take everything by storm and trying to make other people do things but everyone else just like refusing like no one wants to pull a rate on Christmas day everyone else just wants to sit back and enjoy it and have everything done for them meanwhile me and my mum are like ninja warriors in the kitchen but yeah I actually really I did a good job I'm not gonna lie I'm very proud of myself so I was quite lucky though because you know some people were doing something so I it didn't all fall on me but basically my mum did the turkey I would have not a clue what to do with a meat thing of that size I mean to be honest I wouldn't even know what to do with a small chicken so I don't know what I'm gonna do with a giant turkey yeah that'll never be me that will never be my job I'm very happy for her to keep that role so my mum did the turkey my auntie did the ham again would not be touching that would not be putting my hands or face anywhere near that (laughs) not because like I don't well not because I don't eat it but like it just I just have no I've no desire it doesn't entice me in fact it's very uh, turnful (laughs) so yeah my auntie did the or my auntie did the ham she like did it at her house and then brought it to ours on the morning and then my nana did the stuffing she always does the stuffing every year because she just I think she just likes doing stuffing so that's always her job to bring stuffing and then I did everything else everyone's probably like there's literally nothing else but I feel like there is quite a lot right let's talk it through here so I did the Brussels sprouts which I did in a delicious balsamic honey glaze I really wanted to put sriracha and chili flakes on them because spicy Brussels sprouts are the shit like that is my that is just my ride or die spicy Brussels sprouts if you haven't tried them you need to try them roast them in the oven like have them and then roast them in the oven in the in the glaze until they go nice and crispy and spicy oh my god so couldn't do the sriracha ones but I did a nice balsamic honey glaze on them what did I say why I couldn't do them because my papa doesn't eat spice he doesn't like spicy food and he'd probably shit himself at the table if I fed him a spicy Brussels sprout so kept them non-spicy then next thing what did I do? oh a nice peas and onions mix everyone was like what is that in your peas and I was like don't knock it till you've tried it peas and onions is a game changer I'm telling you with gravy poured all over it then I did the roasties I do world class roasties I refuse to believe anyone does roasties better than me when I see pictures of people's Christmas dinner and their roasties are just like unseasoned yellow no herbs nothing barely any crisp on them what are you doing what are you doing (laughs) you could take a wee lesson from me okay I actually talked through how I did my roasties on my youtube video then what did I do next oh the carrots and parsnips again roasted obviously if anyone is still steaming their veg on Christmas I would love to know why like the times have changed roast your vegetables so much more flavor in there did it with a lovely maple honey olive oil garlic dressing it was stunning again get them nice and crispy in the oven 
Was that everything? I feel like there was one more thing. Oh, well then, I was also in charge of getting on, like, the pigs in the blankets. So I did the non-vegan ones and I did the vegan ones, but I literally just chucked them in the air fryer. Do you know what? I actually think that's it. It doesn't really sound like a lot. To be fair, when you split responsibilities like that, makes life so much easier. Could not have done the whole thing myself and I don't know how other people do, like, everything themselves, get the timing right and everything. Like, you need more than one set of hands. I did the vegan gravy, but I like stuck that in the microwave, so there wasn't really much to it. My mum did the non-meat gra- or did the meat gravy. Sorry, you'll never catch me picking up the big thing of meat to get all the drippings from it. Absolutely not. <laughs> I always think about this when I'm older. Like, if I was to have Christmas dinner, would I just force everyone? <laughs> no, surely not. No, I couldn't just force everyone to have a vegan one. No, I'd probably just do like what I did this year where other people make the meat so then I'd and they have to like cut it and everything I'll just be like that's nothing to do with me but if you want it be my guest and cook it I feel like that's how I would go about things but I actually you know what I really like being in charge of like the other things because I like making sure things actually have flavour in them like please just I'm done with like things just being roasted in salt and pepper no that's like what put me off roasts when I was younger steamed things and then things just having salt and pepper on them that was what literally made us me and my sister hate roasts when we were a kid when we were kids sorry I will be honest though like as much as I do enjoy a Christmas dinner because it is once a year it's not the best food like people hype it so much it's really not, I, I just think there's like a hundred other meals I would pick to have before that. Do you know what it is as well? I think it's because you're drinking and stuff and it's very heavy food and it's not, I, it just make, it makes you very sleepy. Like it's very sleep inducing. After I finished my dinner, I wanted to go to bed. But then you've got to be nice and courteous and play games around the table. And then we had people coming after, like family friends coming after. So then you've got to like start drinking with them. And I was just like, guys, I'm genuinely ready for bed after that feed. I'm not saying I don't like it because it is nice. And I was happy with how all the vegetables turned out. Like they all were really tasty. It's just not a plate of food I would tend to go for. But because it is a change, because I don't have it all the time, it's fine. But like, see people that do Sunday roasts every week. How, I, how do you do that to yourself? Come on, develop a bit of a taste palette. It's so funny, my mum, I swear to God, every single year for the last, I'm going to say since I was 17. So what's that? Why is it taking me so long to work out? It, for the last seven years, okay, my mum has essentially been saying every Christmas, right guys, we're keeping it under wraps this year like we are reeling it in Christmas does not need to be so OTTs aren't kids anymore you know we're not going all out and spending you're not gonna come down in the morning to a full sofa load of presents like it's just not happening and every year we're like yeah good we don't need that anymore like we literally do not need anything mum I would literally be happy with a candle wrapped (laughs) I'm not even being funny like my parents are so good to us they do not need to go overboard at Christmas like I swear to god they could get me a book a candle and a bar of chocolate and I'd be like oh my god that is so kind of you and I'm being fully serious like I do not need anything especially at this age and just like you know everyone's working now and stuff so every year should be like right what do you want for Christmas and I'll maybe have say just one idea of like 
something I've been wanting to buy myself for the last while. And I'll just say to her, what about I buy this and you can just transfer me for it or I'll send you the link and you can just get that and just make it that, mum. You do not need to get me anything else. And she's like, yeah, 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 that's fine. And then like as the weeks go on closer to Christmas, she's like, oh, I just need to pick up a few bits and bobs, you know, just wee like stocking fillers and stuff. And we're like, I thought we agreed on not going all out and not doing all this wee bits and bobs what what's changed here and every year then she just goes overboard that woman honestly I think she genuinely I think she forgets that she's bought things and then thinks fuck I haven't got them anything <laughs> so then she runs out to buy things and then she comes to wrap things and she's like oh actually I had already got them stuff I have gone overboard here like there's so many times on Christmas day where she well for example this year there was one thing that I asked for and she got me that then on the morning of Christmas when I was unwrapping my stuff and that wasn't in it but I knew I knew she had got me that because I ordered it myself and she paid me back for it and I only wanted that for Christmas (laughs) like I was literally like do not get me anything else that is enough and um the that thing wasn't amongst the presents so I was like she's forgotten about this like (laughs) This is a recurring thing every single year where my mum will find presents then throughout the rest of the year hidden in random places that she'd put things and then forgotten about them. <laughs> do you know what? I think it's a really good idea when families do Secret Santa. Our family's never done that, but I think that's a good idea, especially if there's loads of cousins and stuff involved because you don't want to have to go out and get like every cousin like some shitty present. Instead, you could just combine that money and spend on one person and them get a good present but I just can't really see my family ever doing that because I know everyone in my family would be the type of people that you do Secret Santa but then everyone would just go out and buy for each other as well as that so it would just completely take away the purpose of Secret Santa. It just seems like a more economical way of doing things and a very much less stressful way of doing things when you only have to worry about buying for one person but I just know I just know it on Christmas day there'd be like you know, a few people that had just kind of like bought for everyone and be like, oh, I just wanted to buy you something to open on the day. And then the people that didn't do that would feel bad. And then, oh, I don't know. I just feel like that's never going to happen. Anyway, it was a lovely Christmas day. Although when my family friends arrived, it did become very chaotic. We started playing this game. Now, this game's been around in our family for a couple years now. It's called the five second rule, if anyone's heard of it. So basically you have like a deck of cards that all have name three something on it so it could literally be anything from like name three places you could go to on holiday to name three animals beginning with b like it can literally just be anything and it's always name three of something and you've got to name those three things within five seconds so as soon as you ask the question you flip the timer and you've got five seconds to answer it and obviously like you know in your state of panic trying to think fast often it's actually really hard but our family friends that um it's it's become a bit of a tradition now they always come around on christmas and they this year got the uncensored version which is very interesting to play with your family (laughs) it was like okay so some things were a bit like you could make it uncensored if you wanted and then some things were just like straight up uncensored I'll give you an example of something you could make uncensored if you wanted thing is though is like although there's ones you could make not rude because that's where your head is 
because that's what you're expecting to get asked that's where your head goes then when you're trying to name the three things do you know what I mean so for example one of the ones was name three things you can do with your fingers in that instance obviously you can say pick up a pen write with a pencil uh paint your nails do you know what I mean there's so many things but obviously your head's only going in one place yeah so you'll get ones like that where you can make them okay if you want to and not okay if you don't want to but then you've got just like straight up like name three sex toys name three sex positions name three (laughs) name three oh god I don't even know but like imagine just playing that with your family around the dinner table the answers some people come out with it's actually a really good funny game I would recommend you get it I don't think it's very expensive you can just get it on Amazon yeah don't know if I would recommend playing it with your family unless of course you were all really drunk like we were then it was actually quite funny oh my god I also made my own vegan baileys over Christmas I made it twice so I did one bottle for like my Christmas do with like my girlfriends we always just go to like a bring your own as in like a bring your own booze restaurant so I thought I'll just make a bottle of baileys and bring it with me and it can be like our little after dinner dessert type of thing because I feel like no one ever gets dessert when you're well I don't know especially when you're drinking you don't ever really get a dessert you don't even get starter a lot of the time because your belly's quite full from all the drink so yeah I thought it'd be like a nice little dessert thing for after and it was delicious it was quite strong I will say it does taste a lot stronger than actual baileys my homemade baileys but very easy to make I put up my recipe on TikTok if you want to see it and then I made it again on Christmas Day. It went on an absolute treat on Christmas Day because I think people were already drunk so you know when you're already drunk and things don't taste as strong which is probably a bit dangerous but yeah went on a treat regardless. I was making like baby Guinness and everything with it. So good. Oh god I know we're nearly into 20 minutes here for the intro alone but I just feel like I have a lot to tell you. There's a lot going on around Christmas time. Anyway I was kind of low-key saving myself for Boxing Day okay because we had our girls Christmas dinner on the 23rd but then my nana's birthday is on the 24th so we always go out for a family lunch on Christmas Eve so I was like I cannot be coming in the door at six o'clock like to then be going out for lunch at 12. It's just absolutely not happening like I will not do that to my nana. So <laughs> I'd pre-booked a taxi for myself for half one to get me home at a decent time. And I was so happy. It was the best decision I ever made. So that was kept pretty civilised. And then Christmas Eve, I did like, we all go to just like our local bar type of thing on Christmas Eve. But like, because it's Christmas Eve, it closes at 12. So, I mean, there's only so drunk you can get when you're going somewhere at eight o'clock and leaving somewhere at 12 and you know service isn't that fast because it's really busy so that was kept pretty sensible that was two nights of being good christmas day i was just not because i was cooking the whole time i wasn't drinking and then i tried to catch up with everyone once our like family friends arrived after dinner but it was so hard to keep keep up with everyone and you know when you're at that point where you're sober and everyone around you is very visibly drunk and you're like oh my god I have to make a decision here I either decide right now okay I'm committing to this I'm gonna take a few shots and this is me or I can actually just be like "Mm, I'm gonna go to bed and that's what I did I went to bed a lot earlier than everyone but then because I was like oh I'm going out tomorrow night I'll have fun then and oh my lord did I absolutely fuck it on boxing night I prayed on half a bottle of tequila, 
within the space of like an hour maybe an hour and a half I don't remember any of my night I don't remember seeing my friends that were there do you know when you're so drunk and you're just chatting shit to anyone and everyone and I was like running around with people like oh I don't know it was chaos it was absolute chaos I'm really scared I made a dick out of myself one of those ones where you wake up the next morning and you look on your phone with photos of people and you're like fuck I don't even remember seeing them I've been paying the consequences ever since if it isn't the consequences of my own actions (laughs) it's new year's eve tomorrow and I genuinely don't even want to drink and I was really excited for new year's because for the last couple of years we've been going to my friend's house for dinner and having a nice chill well I say nice chill one I mean chill one as in not leaving the house but you know just getting drunk at her house essentially with her parents and it's my friend Meg and she spins like do you know when you go right have you ever if you've ever been to Thailand and you see when they like do the fire shows and they like spin fire and breathe fire and do the fire hoop and everything Meg does that well she does it with the poise and they have like a fire pit in the back garden so she'll light the poise on the fire pit and put on a wee fire show it's always been a really fun night and I would love to partake but I don't think I have it in me and I've also got deadlines coming up which um I haven't done anything for I because before Christmas I was like oh that's a problem for future me and now I'm like okay it's now future me and I'm still not doing anything about it so that needs to change right what is my recommendation of the week do you know what actually I've kind of been experimenting a little bit with non-alcoholic things because I'm determined to find like my go-to non-alcoholic version of everything. So like I want to find a beer that I really like, a wine that I really like, a sparkling like non-alcohol Prosecco that I really like, maybe a non-alcoholic gin. Do you know what I mean? I want to have a go-to for like every single thing so that I know that that's always an option for me for times when I don't want to drink. There was a couple of occasions over Christmas there where I was just like, I've so much going on tomorrow, I can't afford to be hungover. So like I tried the Clean Co uh, Zero Alcohol Gin. Wasn't a huge fan, I'm not going to lie, it didn't taste like gin. I have heard that the Clean Co Rum is very good though, so I'm going to give that one a go. I've also heard their tequila is decent. Yeah, I'm just going to, I'm experimenting with different things. But I did find one thing that I thought was very good and very like normal Prosecco. And it was the brand, I don't know how to say this. I'm definitely going to butcher the name. It's spelt Frexinet, Frexine. Fuck, I don't know. I'm really probably not saying that right. It's spelt F-R-E-I-X-E-N-E-T. You'd probably recognise the bottle. It's got like... I I don't know how to describe it. (laughs) I feel like I see it everywhere. It's in Tesco's, it's in Sainsbury's, it's in literally everywhere. So they do, they normally just wear like Prosecco and I think they did a sparkling rosé and now they've brought out 0% versions. I'm pretty sure of both of them. I'm not 100% sure if that's correct actually because the one I had was just the 0% Prosecco but I don't know if they have a 0% sparkling rosé. That would be good if they did. Oh, actually, you know what? Someone's sending me the... My friend works for this company that does, like, the celebrity wines. And she's sending me the Kylie Minogue 0% rosé, I think. So that'll be interesting to try. Anyway, I found this Frexinet 0% Prosecco. My dad actually picked it up when he was out somewhere because I was like, can you keep an eye out for this if you're at a shop and you see it? And he managed to pick it up. And 
do you know right so it was actually a night when I was drinking but I was like it was one of the it was the night where I was getting a taxi pre-booked for half one and didn't want to take it too far so because it was like you know my first time seeing loads of my friends it's such an exciting time like I just didn't want to get too carried away too quickly you know when people come to your house before and stuff for drinks and then you're like drinking lots at your, with your dinner and I was like if I am like drinking vodka from 6 p.m I am gonna be fucked so I actually had that bottle of zero percent stuff and it was so nice it tasted exactly like Prosecco and it made me feel like I was drinking with everyone and I still had the excitement of like having a little drink with everyone and seeing everyone for the first time but like without worrying about me getting too drunk too soon and and about having to pace myself and stuff and I know loads of people like don't really get the point of it like my dad was literally like what's the point like just drink some water and I was like no but it's all part of the kind of like I don't know like the atmosphere the camaraderie of everyone like having a drink together and it makes you feel like you're not missing out on that and I do get it like why not just have a little sparkling water or a diet coke but I just think it's a nice option to have even on like Christmas day then in the morning when I was getting ready I was like oh normally I'd have like a normal Prosecco but I'm just gonna have a zero percent one right now because then I'm not gonna be like my head's not gonna be all over the place for cooking dinner sorry my nose is still a little bit blocked up I feel like the cold symptoms just linger for so long so if you can hear it in my voice I really do apologize because I hate that do you know what telling that as my recommendation of the week is convincing me that maybe I should just do dry January and make it my mission this month to find all of my non-alcoholic faves and share them with you all I think I might take myself up on that. You know what? Don't hold me to anything. If I come back on next week's episode and talk about drinking, just please ignore everything I just said. Right, I'm probably going to have to split this topic into two episodes because, let's face it, we're at the 25-minute mark already and we're not even getting started into the topic. But what I'm going to be talking to you (laughs) finally about this week is 22 things I have learned in 2022. Now I did this last year, 21 things I learned in 2021 and I'm not gonna lie there probably are some crossovers but I intentionally didn't listen to last year's episode because I thought if I don't remember them no one else is gonna remember them. There's some deep ones in there but there's also some just you know pretty bog standard straight to the point like this is what I learned this year and yeah (laughs) I guess let's just get into it. Okay, number one of the 22 things I've learned in 2022 is that close friendships are so important and I cannot stress that enough. There have been a few occasions this year where I have really valued my female friendships Sorry, actually, I don't know what I'm saying. Well, I'm saying female friendships for me because they are female friendships for me. But obviously, for other people listening to this, they might be people of other genders. So I don't just mean exclusively female friendships when I'm talking about this, but it is just that for me. Yeah, close friendships where, you know, you can really rely on people for support, for someone just to talk to, to open up to, someone that can be honest with you and tell you when you're being an idiot and tell you, like, when you need to see the other side of the picture or even just be there for you as a shoulder to cry on and know that they're going to take the time to go out for a coffee with you and to listen to you talk shit and 
it's going to be reciprocated as well. Like this is the thing about French. I actually listened to something that was really interesting about this recently. It was one of the Call Her Daddy podcasts and she was talking about friendships and how they're so different to romantic relationships because a lot of the time with romantic relationships when you're going through like something like a bad patch or something with them it's often together so like you're in the same headspace together and then you work through things together and then you come out the other side and see the benefits of that together but then it's really weird with friendships is like it's the complete opposite of that it's always like one person and then the other person and then but then the other person's in a good place and you're always kind of swapping and like swapping who needs to be a certain like role within the relationship and it can make it really difficult sometimes because a lot of the time when you're in a good headspace you don't this sounds bad you don't actually want someone to bring you down like that and not in like a way of no negative energy vibes at all but like there are times you're like I don't know if I have the mental capacity to be dealing with this when I've just like got through this but you you just have to be you have to be if you want a close connection friendship and you want to actually see the benefits of it and you know be able to have that two-sided thing where there is always that like trust and security within the friendship then you need to know when to be able to put in the effort and that's not to say there aren't times where yeah you are very much entitled to be like I'm sorry but I don't have this in me to be like comforting you about this when this has happened to me or whatever obviously everyone has those times but like it's just a very interesting way to think of friendships isn't it like you do have to really pull your weight when it matters and then you will like reap the benefits of it because then your friend will pull their weight when it matters and look not every friendship is gonna be like a deep close friendship you know you've got I've got a lot of friends who are friends and they're great people I love them I love catching up with them when I do I love hearing about all their you know what's been going on in their lives and how they are and like you know going out with them going for walks going for coffee all that but then there are people where you're actually just like it's like a level up from that like it's not not that okay there are some friendships that are going to be surface level of course but like not that the majority of your friends are surface level a lot of them are deeper than that but there's only a very few that are actually a level above that again where they're actually that like really deep like can rely on them for anything like the way you are with your sister type of thing and I think a lot of the times us as girls can be really guilty of slightly abandoning our friendships when we're in relationships and not putting in as much effort as we should when you get too comfortable in your relationship and this year has really proved to me like how important it is to make the effort with your friends no matter what no matter even if you are as comfortable as you've ever been in a relationship and you know don't necessarily feel the need to be seeing loads of other people um yeah I've just had a few instances this year where it's really proven to me that actually I really treasure these friendships and they literally mean the world to me okay number two is kind of leading on from that and it's that unfortunately in your 20s good friends are actually very hard to come by I know people always talk about making friends in your 20s and stuff it's honestly just so difficult do you know what it is I think we don't realize because this is your your friends tend to come from school and if you think about how much time you spend with friends in school like you're obviously gonna become so close with them 
just because of the sheer amount of time you spend with them and that becomes so obvious because then when you leave school there's so many people you actually end up that you were friends with and you just end up not even speaking to them and it just proves to you that you were friends with them because of the sheer amount of time you actually were just in each other's company what spending that much time with people does allow for is actually developing like really close friendships in some instances and it's really hard to ever get that time spent with other people in your life as an adult you'll never be surrounded by like that many people of your age group with similar interests living in the same place as you are in school and it's often why a lot of the time as well then some of the relationships or sorry some of the friendships you make when you are older are people from your work because you're able to spend that time with them you know if you actually think about how much time you can dedicate to making new friends on a weekly basis it's very minimal it's like dating but like for friends it's really hard (laughs) So yeah, that's number two for you. Just that good friends are so hard to come by. I know it's not revolutionary. I know everyone knows it. But I think sometimes I'm just like baffled by how you're actually supposed to make deep friendships. Like not friendships that are just like, oh, let's go for a drink once a month. Do you know what I mean? I just want more than that. Number three is that just because someone is not the right person for you or because someone maybe you just don't get on with someone or you don't think they're a very they deserve a place in your life could be a friend a family friend it could even be a family member a boyfriend an ex-boyfriend it could be any of those things you can still separate that from them as a person like they can still not be right for you but still be a good person it can be so easy when someone hasn't like treated you the way you wanted them to treat you or some done something to you and you know you want to automatically be like oh they're a dickhead they're a bitch whatever it is but like you actually can separate the things and just think they're just not my person and that's fine at the end of the day they are still a good person they do have a good heart like I've seen this amongst friends of friends and you know within the family and just I've seen this loads and I think automatically you just want to be you want to think that they're a bad person and they fucked you over or they did you wrong so that makes them a horrible person blah 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 you want no one else to be friends with them or you want everyone else to think that they're a dickhead and the reality is is that they're actually probably just not and you two probably just were never supposed to be best friends or were never supposed to be in a relationship or you know we're never supposed to be that close but for whatever reason you were and now you've come to realize that that shouldn't be the case and you can still think that they're a good person although I will say that that's not the case for everyone and some people are just shitty people (laughs) sometimes you just have to admit that to yourself okay number four is that if you don't know who you are and what you want you will let other people dictate that no I'm not saying that you need to be so sure of yourself and who you are and what you want because I I'm never like that I'm chopping and changing all the time sometimes I think I think this is actually another one of my things I've learned you know that you keep thinking you know yourself and then not knowing yourself the next second I'll get on to that anyway this point is that you don't need to feel like you've got it all figured out in life that's not what I'm saying that's not the point here the point is that you do need to stick by like your morals and your values because if you don't do that then you're just gonna let other people dictate all the time who you are and what you believe and what makes you happy 
what makes you feel good. Like, I don't know. I just think you can so easily be influenced by people, whether that's people in your life, like your family and friends, or whether it's people on social media or people on TV or whatever it is. It's so easy to let yourself be influenced and be taken away from what actually matters to you and what your values are if you don't kind of work out what they are and have a clear idea of them in your head. I hope that makes sense because I don't mean that you need to have it all figured out and I don't mean that you need to know exactly who you are and what you want in life or anything like that. I just mean like you need a little bit of a a base understanding of yourself so you don't just get swept away by all the messages that we're constantly kind of fed on a daily basis. Number five, I feel like we've all heard this a million times before, but 2022 was my year of learning this and that is that you cannot change people. Will I say that louder for the people in the back? (laughs) No, but genuinely, you actually can't change people. Now, what you can do is you can communicate when, you know, something is making you feel good, when you require more of something. Like, you you can communicate all these things and you can hope that other people will recognize that something is maybe hurting you or something is making you feel a certain way and you know you can hope that it'll be listened to and picked up on and then maybe recognized within their actions in the future but you can't actually change how a person is in terms of like intrinsically you know you can't change that that person doesn't value this or doesn't feel it's necessary to do this or that or do you know what I mean you can't actually physically change people's characteristics at the end of the day and you shouldn't really want to in one sense because people just are who they are and um yeah I guess we shouldn't try to change other people I don't know it's a bit of a mind fuck this one to be honest but yeah you can't change people and that's that all right number six a bit of a random one but there are so many aspects to looking after your health okay we always think of it as very like we think of like our health as quite one-dimensional and like eating healthy and going to the gym or like exercising but there, I feel like there's just so much to it and we kind of leave all the other things out you know like there's looking after your skin and there's looking after your hair and there's looking after your gut health and there's looking after your sexual health and your mental health and there's just like so many aspects and it's so hard to keep up with it all don't get me wrong and sometimes it just feels like a bit of a scam and that you're just having to buy into all these different things but there genuinely are like so many things you can do to be looking after yourself as a whole as opposed to like just eating what you consider to be a healthy diet and going to the gym once a day And I really want to try and look at my health as like a more multi-faceted thing that I have to, you know, balance all aspects of and kind of make sure I've got a, not got a hold on all of the different things, but like make sure I'm definitely considering all the things and not letting everything, not letting like loads of things go. Like it's really easy to abandon your mental health sometimes and then it really fucks you over. (laughs) Like, you're the only person that suffers the consequences of that. 
and then like other times it's really easy to forget that you've got to look after your gut health and then guess what you also have to suffer the consequences of that (laughs) so yeah I think this year I just really want to try and like not develop a plan as such but just kind of like be more conscious of like every aspect of my health number seven again probably something we've all heard a million times but actions speak louder than words we're all so bad for falling for people's words aren't we in like so many different scenarios and I just think 2023 is the year of only believing people when their actions line up with their words we're not stupid anymore okay let's embark on this together we're not standing for people talking the talk but not walking the walk it's done see ya I'm leaving you in 2022 and don't get me wrong words are very nice to hear you know I am a big lover of what's that love language Uh, words of wait affirm why is my brain spasming what is that phrase words of affirmation that's what it is sorry don't know why my brain just glitched for a little second anyway I'm a big fan of the uh whole words of affirmation love language thing so I do love words but to be completely honest they don't really mean much if they're empty if they're not followed up by actions yeah that's all I have to say about that okay number eight (laughs) this is something I I just feel like I've been dealing with this for as long as I can remember to be honest because I am just that bitch I shouldn't actually say that bitch because the whole point right sorry let me just say it first so number eight is standing up for things doesn't make you a bitch and it doesn't make you difficult it just means that you're passionate about something hence why I just said I shouldn't have said that bitch because it's literally me saying it doesn't make you a bitch but I feel like that bitch is a bit different (laughs) anyway you get me I am just that person that you know people will remember that I was heated at the dinner table or that my parents have to tell me to reel it in when my grandparents are coming over about a certain topic or just even with like randomers when they say something completely out of line on a night out like I am that person that will kick up about it and I am just done with people thinking that you're a difficult person or you're or that it makes you a bitch like it doesn't it means you are willing to stand up for what you actually believe in and what's right that has been me since literally the age of 16 and it will continue to be me for the rest of my life and I will never apologize for it and I I genuinely I do think it's a good trait to have if anyone wants to fight me at the dinner table (laughs) let me know number nine something that has been very prevalent for me this year I feel like I've spoken about this a lot throughout different podcasts and it's something I have to keep reminding myself and that is that minimizing yourself down to how you look is doing yourself a huge injustice you have so many amazing assets to you and how you look is just like a tiny tiny part of that and if you wake up one day and are having a bad body image day or you know you're just feeling shit about yourself and how you look like you actually just need to think of all the other things that people genuinely value you for I know our society places so much 
value on how people look, especially females. So it's really easy to get sucked into this whole idea of thinking that you need to constantly look good for you to ever succeed in anything else. And the reality is that the people around you, the people that love you, people that are close to you in your life, no one gives a flying fuck about how you look. And if you're having a bad day, minimizing yourself to how you look on that day, it is, it's just doing yourself a massive injustice because you need to remember on those days that there are so many things that make you, you, and make you an incredible human being that that shouldn't even matter. And that doesn't mean that it's wrong to like, care about how you look do you know what I mean if you're going on a night out with your friends and you want to look hot like yeah obviously everyone wants to do that and that's fine it's more just like on times when you're feeling bad about how you look it's like just do yourself a favor cut yourself some slack recognize how much you have to offer in this world okay number 10 is pretty straightforward and it's just that some people don't mean what they say and that may sound really stupid But I think because I always mean the things that I say, then it like really baffles me when other people don't. But there are just some shit chatters in this world and unfortunately it's hard to decipher who those people are sometimes and you can't just take everything at face value because some people genuinely just don't just say things they don't mean. Which is a hard concept to wrap your head around when you're not one of those people. But yeah, that's that's number 10. Some people just don't mean what they say. Okay, number 11. This is going to be the last one for this episode. I'm going to have to do a part two of 22 things I've learned in 2022 and I'll do 12 to 22 then. Yeah, sorry, my bad. Just been chatting too much shit. I promise you it'll be out in a week's time. Don't worry. Okay, so number 11. Again, a bit of a straightforward one, but something I learned was it like maybe a month ago, maybe a little bit more than that. And this is that I didn't know this was a thing. You can ruin your skin barrier. If you've been following me on TikTok and on my YouTube videos and stuff, I've been talking about my skin a lot recently, but basically I completely fucked up my skin barrier by using too many actives. And people are always asking me, what are actives? What are actives? What do you mean you've ruined your skin barrier by using actives? Actives are like active ingredients that generally are used to combat acne. And because I have acne prone skin, I was reaching for the actives like there was no tomorrow. So actives are like your glycolic acid, your salicylic acid, your retinols, vitamin C, things that actively work on the skin to, I don't know if I'm explaining this very well, but do you know what I mean? Like anti-acne type of things that are like working on the skin and like stripping back your skin essentially. And I didn't really realise that there was, well that there is like a limit to how much you should be using, especially when you're using a retinol. And I was just really overdoing it. And now I've completely ruined my skin barrier. I've given myself a form of dermatitis called perioral dermatitis. I am trying to heal it without antibiotics, but the dermatologist has recommended a six-week course of antibiotics, which is fantastic. I was meant to start taking them before Christmas there, but I thought I'll wait till the drinking's done. And then if I think I want to start them after that, I will start them then. But I am trying to heal it without them first just to see. But I think it's a bit of a long-winded process. Like she did say, you could be doing this for like months upon months and it still might not even get you anywhere if you don't get the, if you don't take the antibiotics. So now I'm on this whole journey to healing my skin. I can't use any actives. I've got to use like really, really simple, just like literally nothing in them. Moisturizer, cleanser, and that's literally it. 
it's so bad as well because I have acne prone skin it's just like uh, all I want to do is reach for my actors but then that'll make it worse so yeah we're on a healing journey with our skin also it's so weird like do you ever get you've never heard of something and then the second you hear of it it's like all you see it's like the algorithm changes and it's literally all you see like all I see on TikTok now is stuff about repairing your skin barrier and I was like why did I not see this before so I could be aware of this happening to me and even when I'm like in shops now like even when I'm in boots and Superdrug and stuff I'm seeing all these products that have like barrier repair on the front of it I'm just like is it has there been a glitch in the matrix like why was this not appearing on things before but obviously it was just like I wasn't looking for it before whereas now I'm very aware of it so yeah be careful with your skin don't use too many actives if you're using a retinol you should probably not use any actives at all like you probably shouldn't be using any glycolic acid or salicylic acid if you're using a retinol do not make the mistake that I did and and guys it's embarrassing how many actives I was using like when I was telling the dermatologist all the things I was using she was like you're a psychopath (laughs) Like, I was literally using about 10 different things on my face that were all active. Like, of course I was going to fuck up my skin barrier. What did I expect? But as I said, wasn't something I knew. Something I learned in 2022. Okay, on that note, that is it for this week's episode. I will be back this time next week with number 12 to 22 of 22 things I learned in 2022. I hope you guys enjoyed this week's episode. If you did, don't forget to share it with your friends, your family, on your Instagram story. Leave me a little five-star review on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your podcasts. If there's any topics you want me to discuss in the new year, just drop me a little Instagram message. I also love seeing you guys like where you're out and about listening to the podcast. It's so cute when you guys tag me on your stories of like, you know, your little rituals and where you listen to the podcast. I love it. So keep sending me those. I hope you all had a lovely New Year's Eve and Happy New Year to you all. Thank you all for your continued love and support. It means the world to me. I will speak to you on next week's episode. Bye.